What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? And welcome to the Retired Hood Rat Podcast. It's your girl, comedian T-Barb on Detroit is Different. So make sure you subscribe, tune in every week as we talk about how you can retire from being a hood rat. Today, we have two of my most hilarious friends and guests. Uh, we have Keish, comedian Keish in the building. What up, though, y'all? Just get a little applause or something. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year. And we also have my brother in the game, comedian Mike Larry in the building. Mike's world. Mike's world. (laughs) We're going to get into talking with our guests in a minute. Today's topic, we want to talk about, is the church really helping people? Okay? You hear a lot of things. Um, Some people... Um, lean on church. We've heard that in recent years that maybe the culture is a little lost because we don't go to church the way that we used to. Remember back in the day, Big Mom made you go to church. Now church is more of an option and we see people having different spiritual expressions other than church. So let's talk about it. Is church good for the community? We're going to kick it about that with our guests. Keish and Mike Larry. If this is your first time listening to the show, um, you got to know that I start with my retired hood rat word of the day. Wow. Then we do our hood rat prayer. <laughs> what better day to pray? And then before we talk about church, remember the prayer is not about any particular deity. It's not about Jehovah, Hishnu, or whoever you may pray to. It's just about letting that prayer be heard. Good morning to everybody tuning in this monday or thursday if you're listening on spotify google play and all that it'll be thursday if you live with us on youtube or facebook guess what (laughs) it is 9 (laughs) a.m because i like to wake up late so today's um retired hood rat word of the day what i want to talk about is consistency okay and since the show is about church today faith without works is dead And what I mean by that is that a lot of us, we want things that we're not prepared for, okay? It's easy to say what what you want. You want to be rich. You want to be famous. You want to be married. Um, You want to be a business owner. You want to buy a house. You want to buy a car, but you're not prepared. You're not trying to work or take the steps. It's almost like some of us in today's world, we have this ideology that things are just going to happen because we want them. We don't feel like we have to work towards those things. No, you can't just walk in. If you want a good marriage or you want to be married, you have to feel that in your spirit. And then you have to walk in the faith of a good mate. Come on, preacher. I can't be saying I want to be married and I know I still want. I can't say I want to be married and I know that I still want to live this life and I'm not ready to (laughs) to settle down and be with a person. Okay, I can't say I want to be a comedian and I'm never doing comedy. I'm not out here in the streets. I'm not willing to invest in my own dream. It's so many of us that want people to invest in us. We won't even invest in ourselves. How can I want somebody to give me some money or do something for me and I won't do it for myself? I can't expect you to work harder than I'm working for me. And that's what I mean. Faith without works is dead. If it's something that you want, the first step is to visualize it. I'm not saying that the first step is to visualize it. But after you envision it, you have to come up with action, steps, actions, things that will make what you want happen. Okay, and then you also have to be consistent. And consistency means that when ain't nobody following you, 
when nobody feeling you, when they don't think it's funny, when they don't think you smart, when they don't think you deserve a raise, when they don't think you deserve a good man, when they when they want you to eat this or 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 your friends keep trying to get you to fall off, consistency is saying, look, this is my goal. These are my action steps to my goal. That does not fit inside of what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to decline. Okay. Sometimes you have to decline. Sometimes you have to say, you know what? It's just me. And remember, you cannot look for validation from others when it is what you want to do. Because the minute you start looking for validation, the minute you ain't going to do it. The minute you're not going to be consistent. Because let me tell you something. You better be serious about you. And in 2023, if we're not switching it up to do anything, what we should be switching it up to do is to be serious about ourselves. And understanding that nobody's going to do more for you than you. That's something that I'm really learning. Nobody's going to do more for T-Barb or for Tiffany than I could do for myself. And lastly, if I don't believe it's possible, how can it be possible? So if I don't believe I'm supposed to have a good husband, how can I have a good husband? If I don't believe I'm supposed to be uh, well off or create generational wealth, how can I do that? I can't expect the outside world to believe in me more than I believe in myself. I have to believe in myself. My beliefs and my energies will then transcend to others. So remember, faith without works is dead. Stop saying you want to do this and that, and then you're not getting up and working towards it. Stop saying you want the body, and you're not saving up for the surgeon or getting your ass in the gym. It's one or the other. Stop saying you want that good woman, and you're not a good man. Mm. And you out here cheating. And you don't have your finances together. You mad at every woman that you come across because she keeps saying you got to have some money. Yeah, you got to have some money. Adults have money. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Just all adults. If you grown, and I don't mean adult 2021 20, because you still a kid to me. 25 and up, get your own shit before you want somebody. And a lot of women. I want a millionaire. I want this. Yeah. I mean, if you got the certain skills, <laughs> you might can supersede that but most of my millionaire homeboys they want somebody that's either dedicated to them or gonna help them make some more millions and being dedicated to them helps them make more millions so you have to keep and be realistic with what it is that you want that's our retired hood rat word of the day okay faith Man. without works is dead stay consistent ain't that right mike Larry and king yes missionary you gotta start a praying right <laughs> up here i was feeling that it's the church loud. of joy rose missionary baptist church of joy road on indiana okay people always listen joy road in indiana where it started um it's the retired hood rap podcast that was our retired hood rap word of the day now it's time for prayer bow your heads if you're driving don't bow your heads you don't have to participate in this part but i am okay listen dear god we want you to give someone the faith to do the work God, we are asking that in 2023, this be the year of faith and works being combined to make our dreams happen. God, we want you to understand that any vision that you give us, you will give us those action steps. And we ask that we are faithful enough to take those action steps to believe and to be consistent, even when no one else believes in us, to be consistent, even when it's just us against us, to be consistent, to overcome. No matter how many bad moments we have, God, we ask that you make that next moment just a little better, that you give somebody hope, that you give somebody faith and that you give somebody works in your name we pray amen, amen. insert amen. name here <laughs> that's what's up shout out to everybody watching us live on tiktok 
Facebook, and YouTube. So let's get off into these guests. We got my girl Keish here. Let's go. Keish, tell the retired hood rats a little bit about A little you. bit about me. I've been doing comedy for eight years. I posted a whole bunch of shows. Uh, started a competition in Detroit, which is coming back to Laugh Masters Comedy Competition. We'll Let's be go. returning late 2023. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> I'm opening up a, a club in East Point, so I'm doing all the renovations. You know, I want it to look nice, so y'all got to be patient with me. So, yeah, 8 Mile Graduate, opening up a new club. You know, I've uh, been putting a lot of work in. And go back to what you were saying, you got to be ready, what you ain't really ready for when it falls into your hands. So that's what happened with me. And um, I didn't know what to do. I got, got the opportunity. I'm like, damn, I need some money now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it, it's it's um just one step at a time. So faith without works is there. You gotta put in the work. Nobody gonna give you shit out here in these streets. Okay, you gotta grind for it no matter what. So that's that's what I've been doing. I just been grinding. I mean, I had my ups and downs last year in 2022. I went through a lot, but I I just never stopped going. That's what y'all gotta do for 2023. Keep it going. That's key. And we got my main man, comedian Mike Larry, in the building. What's up? What up, though? What's the deal? Mike Larry, tell these retired hood rats a little bit about yourself. Oh, they out there? They retired hood rats? Yeah. <laughs> Relapse is a part of recovery, though. Hey, uh, so, man, I've been doing comedy for about 16 years now. Um, um, man, it's just been a blessing. Um, just doors been opening. My my thing for this year that just passed was just being obedient. God been telling me to be obedient to his word and what he want me to do and stop trying to uh do things on my own you know what i'm saying like more so stop trying to think for him you know what i'm saying like he giving me a vision i'm, I'm, I'm getting the vision i have and the things that he's doing he's telling me what to do and so i just got to be obedient doing that's something that hard that's hard man, sometimes you know what i'm saying listen to what he want me to do as opposed to what i just want to do and like you say man i've been doing this 15 years 16 years and probably 10 of them years i've been doing it just this but it takes a lot of um work you know what I'm saying? Like, I wake up every day, I'm, I'm working, you know, on my craft. And I do it like a real job. And really, there ain't no time I get off. You know what I'm saying? It's all day for the most part. And so that's the work. And then my faith is, you know, the vision that I put in front of me and working God's plan for it, you know? So. God's plan. Okay, cue the drink. <laughs> God's plan. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, Retired Hood Rap Podcast. Um, so, Today's topic is, does the church or is the church helping the community? Let's get a little bit of church background. Keish, were you uh, raised in church? What is your uh, spiritual or religious background? Uh-oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Look, no, I was raised in church. I went to church three times a week. I was in the choir on the usher board. Um, a lot of ministers and evangelists in my family, believe it or not. <laughs> but uh growing up church was different um my parents they made sure that we went to church that we really understood the word of god um and i, I just think things are different these days like a lot of kids they don't go to church like we had to go you know and um you know we saw our church struggle because they was helping helping the community and um, I just think that times have changed. A lot of people don't see a lot of churches helping in the community. Not all. I, I see some, but I just feel like some people get turned off. 
with church that they think, you know, it's about the money, you know, especially with like mega churches. But I'm I'm gonna say yes and no. I don't think I think they should be more involved, especially the community that your church is in. Like you got a big church, and it's like the the black your church sit on ain't no houses. Ain't no houses over there, just a church, you know. Y'all gotta put back. You know, put some of that money back into the community. Like it's blighted over here. You want to say a thing? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm about to say. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying, what, what church? What church in the city of Detroit got abandoned houses and ain't helping the community? Wait, you want to just say? I mean, nah, I don't care. No, I don't care. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I've yeah. had seen, I've had seen them. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, dang, y'all getting all this money, but y'all ain't yeah. got no neighbors. No, <laughs> I mean, I make a show. Make a show next. No, that's it. Listen, I, you know what? I'll, I'll agree with that. I think that, I think yeah. that um, church. So back in the day, I think the difference between then and now is that you did see your neighborhood church. You mm-hmm. did go get food from them. Oh yeah. I think that church was more about. Remember Sunday, the Sunday summer class where your mama ain't had nowhere yeah. for you to go. Right. She ain't really because my mama wasn't in the church, but she needed somewhere for me to go sometimes. Yeah. So I was about yeah. ten, eleven. She sent me on down there for the free lunch. I ended up staying yeah, for a little Bible study. Right. It was more of a community-based <laughs> organization than your religious preference. Mike, uh, you were raised in church. No. Weren't raised in church at all. Uh, my grandmother was just a believer in forcing it on us. You know what I'm saying? I think <laughs> both of my parents was raised in church, and then when I came along, it was like, man, we ain't going. We they were so over church. You know what I'm saying? They believed in God and stuff, but they just wasn't trying to force us to go because they was mad because they was being forced to go. You know what I'm saying? But my grandmother be calling me and just grilling me at eight, nine years old. You know what I'm saying? And I was just. At some point, I got defiant. Like I was like, "All right, so if God, so if God made the world, then who made God?" <laughs> yeah, to the place, I, I used to make her mad, and she'd be like, "Just know, God is God." Let me speak back to your mama. This, is what, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then when I got about 14, 13, 14, I just started having a heart for God, man. Like I remember going to this. I would just wake up on Sundays and find a church and go to by myself. You know what I'm saying? I remember I walked in this one church, and I just had on regular clothes. You know what I'm saying? Back then. It was like you had to be dressed up in certain churches, you know what I'm saying? They ain't play if you just wear a regular clothes. Yeah. And um, and so the pastor was like, see this young man right here, he just got on blue jeans and, and some gym shoes, but I'd rather go to heaven in blue jeans and gym shoes than go to hell in a three-piece suit, you know what I'm saying? And so it's just and you saying about what you what's the question about? The the topic today is is the church helping the community? So, so the question I really want to pose with that topic is that, um, do you think that church has hindered a lot of people? Because I do hear that there are a lot of people turned off from going to church because either A, they had to go so many days. We know so many people that spend six, seven days, four hours, five hours. So now they don't make their kids go. And then I don't feel like church has been as community focused as we used to see. And then we have a lot of people that feel condemned by religion. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, uh, you know, the question. Do you feel that the church is helping the community? Why and why not? And, and what can we do to better strengthen that relationship between people in the church? If we should. Go ahead. You want to go well, yeah, I'll tap in real quick. Um, I would just say from my own experience, uh, I did grow up in the church. When I got grown, I found my own church, and I kind of 
shied away from it because I've had experience church hurt mm-hmm. with people gossiping, you know, trying to tell your business. Like, I'm coming here because I'm, I'm kind of lost a little bit. Like, I'm grown yeah. out and been in the streets and stuff like that. And I'm just trying to um, come and worship the Lord. Yeah. You know, but I got right. people. <laughs> like, you remember her? You remember her back then? Like, I don't even yeah. care for all that. Yeah. So, a lot of people experience that. You got, you know, church is supposed to be a place where you can go and, um, you know, and get loved on. It's, that's what it's supposed to be. And, you know, worship God, learn about the word of God. And some people feel like they're being judged, you know? Yeah. So they kind of like turn you off. Like, you know what? They're a bunch of hypocrites. All they want is money. Tell, gospel, telling everybody business. So, I mean, I kind of feel like that from my own personal experience. But now I'm looking for a new church home. I'm over it now. Well, the thing you is, know. I think that, you know, it, it went from, like, even if you go back to the biblical days, it wasn't about that. You know what I'm saying? Right. The niggas ain't have on suits. They sure You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but people start putting the religion on the church, and that's what yeah. turned people off. They start coming with their own things, like, yeah, you can't be on, on the pool pit without, you got to dress up for the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, God wants you to come as you are, man. Yeah. He, he just care about your heart and what you're doing. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like Every church, you can do this church. Finding a good church is like finding a good mate. Mm-hmm. Every mate ain't gonna be for you. You know what I'm saying? You gotta find what's good for you. You know what I'm saying? So my church is good for me. My pastor crazy sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I remember one time he, he was anti-abortion, right? Because he just pro-life. You know what I'm saying? And so they was doing a vote. He was trying to start this. I don't like the center that I'm that I'm in my office. He's trying to open his office up. And they was kind of against it, you know what I'm saying? It was half and half, and they wouldn't. And and uh, I remember one time they did like a vote because he couldn't just do things on this, you know, as a vote. Right. And they didn't agree with what he did. <laughs> he left. He's like, all right, you know what? Yo, if this is what we doing, I'm all up. He left, and everybody was looking like, man, the pastor, all you know, it was bad. I was laughing. I was like, dang, this nigga human. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I like that. He came back and apologized, but I like to see that. You know what I'm saying? You just ain't walking on clouds. You know what I'm saying? Like, you a human being. You a human being, man. And I can't be, me personally, I don't want to be a part of no church where I can't tell if the pastor real or not. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like during the pandemic, man, I was out at work and all that. My pastor pulled up and said, hey, man, I mean, doing, I'm talking about month, uh, April when, when niggas is dying and all. And it's just happening, yeah. Yeah, he pulled up and was like, man, check your mailbox. Check my mailbox. You had $400 in there. You know what I'm saying? That he nice. said, I know you out of work. Yeah. Then he did some, um, you know, instead of, um, they got Good Shepherd month sometime for him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I want y'all, I want all entrepreneurs to put their cash out on the screen and we're going to sow it. Pick somebody to sow into. You know what I'm saying? So he, people were sowing into other folks that was entrepreneur that was out of business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you just got to find what works for you, man. You know what I mean? And, and I think so, because even in thinking about that, it's it's kind of like, um, and somebody just commented, uh, <coughs> Queen B on uh, TikTok. The church, oh no, the church became a business and no longer a sanctuary. First off, they need to move like Jesus. Oh, let me see. And this is from Daniel Simmons. First off, they need to move like Jesus. He went around casting out devils and really delivering people. How are you going to say a real pastor when you're not real? with God yourself. This is DJ Chris. We don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> anyway, that's Keisha Cole with blonde hair. Thank you, Galaxy. It's not. But if that's what y'all <laughs> just in here, just engineering her home show. But anyway, we back to this. 
point <laughs> point being, I think, with church is that because some people get caught up in the ideology. So with some people that wouldn't have been able to get over the stance on abortions to see other parts. And then there are some people who they go with the the pastor for charisma. You think about this, bring up a topic that just happened with church 2022. The pastor who says he was robbed on, uh, what was that? Uh, it was online church mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be a million dollars worth of things. He had a good congregation. Um, but that's the foolishness that gets people out of church and out of the message. Mm -hmm. um, that's just like Joel Osteen. Some people get upset with him by saying he's not Bible based. Mm -hmm. He's spiritual based. But for me, I don't want to go to church and feel condemned. I, and I've done that. It's like you said, Keith, I've been in church where I felt like, uh-oh, should I be here? Uh-oh, I'm scared versus feeling like, I love this place. This is where I want to be. But I think, I think too, it's about growth. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you, you get a you get some pastors who just preach about happy, happy, happy. Think I'm trying to grow. Tell me some things that that that, that I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And and even if it hurt a little bit, it'll make me work on it. It'll make me become a better person. And I think that people want to be babied and cuddled and oh nigga, talk to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm I'm looking for growth for me. So, but so you think when you think of church, you think of it as more than just Bible based. You see it as an institution altogether. It's a hospital, man. Yeah. Okay. It's for the sick. Like, yeah, like every, everybody in here, everybody in that boy is sick, man. We all sinners. I when I do comedy, I, I go on first thing I say um, when I go on stage sometimes in some churches, I'm like, all oh, the sinners make some noise. They be like, what? Who who are you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cast the demon out there, man. You know what I mean? But nigga, we all sinners. We all fall short every day. You know what I'm saying? I did that one time and the pastor started making some noise like this. He, he started clapping and everybody else was like, oh yeah, here's the pastor. It's a I hate when people use it as a cult. The pastor ain't God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. like, I think that he, people turn them into God and I think that some of these so let me ask you this, Keith. How do you feel about idolizing the pastor, the deacon, or the head of the church. Well, going back to what Mike was saying about you, he want to know his pastor a real nigga. I, I know that my pastor is a nigga, you know, or was a nigga, a real nigga for sure. You know, they human, they not perfect. Sometimes they might have a couple of holes, you know. <laughs> you know, hey, he's still a man, you know. But you only got so many times to get caught with your hoes at oh, church yeah, before we start asking questions. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you slipped up. Sometimes I slipped up. I got the yeah. same girls I had on last night sitting here. Right, 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 right. You go to triumph. <laughs> <laughs> what? But they, they are just like us. Like they are. You serious. know the whole back of triumph be smell like pound. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, on a good summer day, and if you're not from the D, this is a Detroit church. Sorry, only yeah. in Detroit. They got seven Bible. services. They got day. seven services. Um, and actually, I really like that church because yeah. that's one of the churches I feel like reaches out to younger people and gets people who probably wouldn't go to church in church yeah. feeling good. And they really get back. But it's a real yeah. true Detroit church because in the back of the yeah. church. If you go in there on the wrong Sunday, baby, it's all move some dresses. That's an auntie word. That's a tight little <laughs> slicky dress. They put the little shawl yeah. over it and smell like blunts in the back. And, and, <laughs> and this is the, the thing. This is the thing. So 
And I'm not saying this is what you're saying, <laughs> but it's the thing. For, for, for people out there, like the older folks, do you you got some people that want to turn them away. Or you can't come in here. You can't. Now, you should be respectful. Yes, absolutely. As a human being, you should know. But some of these kids growing up nowadays don't have no etiquette. You know what I'm saying? But it, my thing is, like, so my pastor, like, so our church, like, we got some older folks in there, too. So it was one dude in there um, that was wearing a hat doing service, right? And so the deacon was like, want this nigga, want this nigga head. You know, he was telling the pastor, like, hey, pastor, this dude coming here every Sunday with his hat on. Like, we can even kick this nigga out. Like, you know what I'm saying? My pastor was like, man, is he getting the word? I'm trying to get this nigga the word. Now, eventually, he'll probably take that hat off. But my, my thing is, I'm feeding him. Now, respectfully, you should do it. And you don't know, though. You yeah. don't know because I, I had one of the comedians. So we were doing a taping and they didn't want hats. Kind of found out he had a scar from here to here on his head that he was self-conscious about. And oh, he who said, was he? No, <laughs> he said, T, he said, I want to take even if I get another hat because it's just an imperfection. Nobody sees me without my hat. So sometimes we could be assuming it's something yeah. and you don't know what a person got going on. And believe it or not, people can say, well, I will walk around like that for everybody to be staring at your little hole or your alopecia right. or your spot. You don't really know. So we have to stop judging. And also same thing with the clothes. What if they didn't have nothing else to put on? They might have been on the street. They might have been over somebody's house and just threw on what they had. Right. We have to start really understanding that everybody not fortunate as you. And you touched on a, a very valiant point to me. Maybe nobody has teach, taught them. Maybe they come in here to learn. Maybe they come in here to learn how to be a man, how to sit with your legs crossed, how to be respected. It's a lot of people. And, and I know this personally because it took a community to raise me. But if some of the stuff would have just only been left up to my mama, no disrespect to my mother, she was just a product of her environment, I was already pretty rough. And I tell people this now, I am 2,000% more refined than I ever have been in my whole entire life. So, and that took a lot of work, <laughs> me right now, yes. I am refined, okay? Queen Elizabeth without the slavery. That's me. You know what I'm saying right now? Compared to where I used to be. Um, <laughs> and that's but, growth. And that's yeah. hella growth. Like, like, but you got to yeah. think about the first time I went somewhere and I didn't understand certain I look back like, damn, I didn't know. And to think how much I was judged for that and how afraid I was to say, because I already had been judged. It wasn't like it was open arms and then I could say, you know what, I, re I really didn't know. To, I didn't know to put the napkin in my lap. I always tell the story. The first time I went to an a la carte restaurant, I was like, I ordered some chicken and I was like, well, where my size at? Like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I paid, uh-uh, bitch. Come on back, bitch. This chicken was $30, bitch. Where the sides? And they like, oh, that's a la carte. A la carte. I don't want to hear nothing about no cart. I paid for this chicken. Who just eat chicken with chicken? Yeah. You know, and they like, a la carte. Yeah, I ain't know. I'm glad you put me up on it. You know. But I'm just saying, it is, it's stuff like that that people don't understand. I'm a product of my environment, so everybody has not been exposed. And I think that church is uh, is judgmental in that way. Yeah, yeah. they don't. Churches. Yeah, they don't come to people out of love. Mm -hmm. Like in a miss teachable moments, especially with young men and you know the youth, and young ladies. Like they judging them, 
but you're not showing them, you're not teaching them, you're not coming out of love, you're coming out of judgment, and be just being mean. You know, you can't do these young people like that. You gotta love on them because home, home is not the same for everybody. Everybody don't have a happy home. They going mm-hmm. through stuff. Their parents might be fighting. They might be doing bad in school. They might have parents that's on drugs. You just never know. So you gotta come to these young people out of love, or they're not gonna respect you. I, I work in the public schools. You got, you can't, you can't come from a place of negativity when you're trying to catch a fish. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you, let me ask you this question, Mike Larry. Uh, especially in a city like Detroit, and shout out to everybody listening all across the country. You know, I'm Detroit-based, only in Detroit. And if you ever want to see one of my only in Detroit videos, all you got to do is go on social media, use the hashtag only in Detroit. It'll come up. You can go on Instagram, I am T Barb, and you can also go over Facebook, Comedian T Barb. And if you're on TikTok, community vibe, check out Only in Detroit. So shout out to all our listeners everywhere. But of course, we are Detroit-based. And Detroit is a black city, and Detroit is full of churches. I always say this. My aunt came from Chicago, which has a lot of churches as well. And from a street called Finkel and um, Livernois to Finkel and Greenfield, I think she counted about 57 churches. We probably missed some. Storefront churches, big churches. In a city like Detroit that is plagued with poverty and black people, why why can't churches uh, get together for the greater good of the community? Well, I mean they can, they just not. In it's it's eyes, it's I like mean. it's like it, you get some churches that do do it. You know what I'm saying? But right. I feel like you know. It's like a gang almost, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, man, that's your hood. I'm building minds over here. And I'm, you know what I mean? Right. So, at some point, you know, like even when I'm doing church shows, it'd be kind of, at some point it was hard to get. I can't, you can't do, it's hard. So if I do a church show, right, I'm, if, me, if I'm doing a monthly church show and I do it at a certain church, some other churches might not come. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just weird like that, you know? But I think once people start putting God first and realize that, it's all about the mission, you know what I mean? It's all about the message. And you know, but they're human, man. But right. Like, like, and that's what I was about to say too. Like, even in the churches, you know, as far as people talking to the young youth, they gotta realize where we come from. You know, so we gotta realize where we come from. Like, mm-hmm. even how I do my kids, man. Like one of my, some of my daughters be doing some dumb stuff, or my son do something stupid, and I was like tripping. And then I was like, dang, what was I doing at 20? 22 was i thinking about god like that or was i you know what i'm saying was i trying to like what was i was i listening no i mean my father was like you don't listen to nothing yeah and i was one of the ones who had to keep bumping my head and so while i'm disciplining them on that and losing my mind i'm like you know what they just got to kind of learn and some people got to learn to go through it you know what i mean and we got to have that grace for them you know the same grace we wanted with us and um, just FYI, so according so to the Detroit, so Reggie, man, Reggie, you do what you want to, boy. That's that's Bar. I don't think, do what I you don't, want I don't to, Reggie. think, I you am have not. company tonight, man. No, whatever. <laughs> Shout out to my son. Shout out to Joe Black, engineer. Detroit is different, and my son Reggie, who is um training to to do work for me. So great son, and and but I think it is balance. I think that it takes a negative and a positive to charge the battery. And according to um, the Detroit News, there are as many as 800 churches in the city of Detroit. So we have almost 800 active um, churches. I think that I get the gang aspect, but I think that that's where we start to take 
I don't want to say validity. I'm looking for a better word because, you know, y'all like to really criticize the semantics of the way that people say things. But um, I think that as a leader, as a alleged from our last show, shout out to our 2022 recap. Go watch that show, too. Um, allegedly, because we use that on that show so many times, right? Um, we look to the church for guidance, right? So if church leaders can't get together... How do we expect street leaders to get together? How do we expect our city council to get together? How do we expect us to get together? Because I look at my church, my deacon, my pastor as higher than me. And what I mean by that is not to say like they're better, Mm -hmm. but I hold them to a higher standard. It's almost like when I was a social worker, right? As a CPS worker. When I seen child abuse neglect, I was a mandated reporter. As a human being right now, I don't have to report anything. And I wouldn't get in trouble. But as a social worker, if I see child abuse neglect anywhere, I could get in trouble for not reporting it because I'm held to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. So if our community leaders, our church leaders, are who we look to to guide us on how we can be and they can't get together, then what? <laughs> no words. I mean, it churches I mean, be beefing too. Like <laughs> Solomon's temple might be beefed out with straight straight gates. You know? <laughs> they drew them over there, got more members, but they ain't posting up on our streets. We run the Grand River Yikes. Yeah. They do though, they do. So we we and they be, beefed out, they, they be beefed out inside the church. Yeah. So so I think it's like a family. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like it'd be be, you know, it's crazy. So, so you because a family, so like a mafia family or a mob family. Or, some, I feel like some churches may be feeling like that, but then you got some that do get together. You got some, yeah, do, got some, do, some do, you know, saying they come together for uh, uh, what you call that? Um, uh, revival, revival yeah, weekend. Yeah. You get a bunch of different churches that collab and. Uh, and you get you get them where they do the backpack thing. I've seen about five or six different churches, you know, every year. So I I, I wouldn't say that it's all, but it's some. But how do you make it better? Is they got to keep God first in the situation, their thought process, and realize that it's bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? How do we change the culture of church today so that we can? Because I will say this about church. I think that church was so important in the black community, especially. And I'm not even talking about. The religious aspect, even though I think that uh, as a sociology major, one thing we learned about religion is that religion serves five purposes. I won't go through all of them, but one is a form of social control. So it keeps crime down. It gives people a belonging. People need, whether you want to believe it or not, or we want to believe it or not, people need something to belong to. That's just a, a, every human being wants to be wanted and be accepted and be a part of something. So religion does serve that function, but we see less and less kids going to church. How can we get that positive part of the church back, the, the feeding, the community aspect, and get these kids back in the church? It's, it's, when you're talking kids, it's about the parents. You know what I'm saying? So I just told I, you my mama sent me down there without her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but see, your mama sent you down there without her, but she sent you. So yeah. it's, it's about the parents, man, and it's about the parents getting more involved, too. And, and putting like what he said, she looking for a church now. You got some, you, got, you know what I'm saying? You got to, you take time to heal with the church hurt. But at some point, you got to be like, all right, let me put my pants up, man, because it's about my relationship with God. And you just got to find what it's like a relationship again. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you with somebody who hurt you, cheated on you, or something like that. But at some point, you got to get over that 
and move forward, heal, and 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 allow to be met by somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's my perspective on it, man. And and so I feel like we gotta stop putting so much um so much expectation on on a building. You know what I mean? On on on, on that and, and really start putting the work in ourselves too. You know, it's like my boy was telling me, like, man, what are you gonna do, man? Uh, he's talking about standing up for some black stuff and all that, and ain't nobody saying nothing about all these tools getting killed. And where Al Sharpton at, and blah 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 blah. Like, nigga, where we at? Where you at? You know what I'm saying? Because Al Sharpton right. was doing this at 20 something, and like, you know what I'm right. saying? These niggas, oh, what Jesse Jackson don't even know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, these dudes, y'all waiting on these people to talk, and you know what I'm saying? They, they old. It's, I, I was just talking about this with my, with my wife, and you know what I'm saying, about our family reunions and stuff. Like, we the ones need to start pulling people together now. Big Mama and them for 90-something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who is the new Big Mama? Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I do agree with that. And I think that tradition, because it, it's almost like what I was saying about reinventing the wheel, right? We need to take the good basics from church and then tweak the other parts. Not just totally reinvent it. Because a lot of people have some great testimonies about what church and having that leadership, um, the pastor as a leader, because this is what I see happening. I see a lot of human tendencies going into religion. That's all. And I think a lot of ten human tendencies go into what we think of as God, right? Yeah. And this is just my personal, personal opinion, because I have a different viewpoint from a person that looks at the Bible in certain ways. I honestly, I look at it from a scholastic standpoint, right? Um, and, and one thing about me is that whatever you believe is what's true. So I'm never trying to push my way on nobody else. Um, but I want to hear about your way and you can hear about mine and then we can make informed decisions. Not to push. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just need the information because yeah. the more you know, the better you'll be. Um, but what we have to stop doing is giving people information and then expecting them to be like them after we disseminate. Yeah. I can tell you, hey, I look at the Bible like this, and I'm going to tell you why. Right? From a scholastic standpoint, um, the Bible was written thousands of years after humanity already existed. Um, that's not to say I believe that these people did feel that way, and that's why they wrote it. But you have texts that were wrote by Jesus handwritten like the Dead Sea Scrolls that they found in the cave and they still uncoding some of that stuff now. Some of those were wrote by Jesus. Some of those were wrote by the original people. I cannot remember their name on the top of my head that wrote with him at that time. Um, and these are first-hand accounts. And so those things are not included. Or if you go over to the Vatican, which I've been there, the Vatican is its own city and they have libraries that are buildings and buildings full of books of the Bible that the Catholic Church took out. That you'll never see. Right. Some of them you'll see. Some of them you can go and read. Some of them they have destroyed. Yeah. So we will. Human existence will never see those things. So those are the reasons why. That's not to say I don't believe the things in the Bible. I just feel like it's so many different contexts that have been changed, taken away. That's just like if I tell Keish a secret, and then Keish tell Mike, and then Mike tell Hirsch, and then Hirsch tell my son. By yeah. the time it gets to my son, it's not going to be right. what I said. So everybody we got their own version. Everybody has their own version. So that's the way you know I feel about that. But I think that the love and kindness, and 
I think that also we want God to be like us. So we feel like because we anger, God angers. But God is above us. God is above us. So to me, he, he's beyond um, human beings. Let me ask you this. Um, in an ideal world, what's your perfect church like, Keisha? My perfect church is somewhere I can go. I don't have to be involved in a lot of things, but I will be because I want to see my church uh, succeed, you know. So somewhere I can go, I can worship, I can fellowship, and I can go home and be involved in whatever program I want to be and just deal with that. And that's my perfect church. So I'm there for the purpose of fellowshipping, um, doing work, putting work in in the church as well, and, and in the community, whatever program that I'm involved in in church. And then I can go home, see how church picnic this coming. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and, and Mike, we know you got your ideal church, but just give us a break because um, he loves uh, his pastor. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my, my church is my ideal church. Um, my ideal church is is, is 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 a place of healing, man, and, and less judging. You know what I mean? Like you get people saying, "This person gay," and all that judging is is, is you know, you can't, who are you to judge, man? You know what I'm saying? You pray for that person, and the nigga, the murderer, pray for him. You know what I mean? He this person, he that type, pray pray for him. You know what I'm saying? But that's my idea: is, is a church built upon love and less judging. But also giving a good message in, te- in Bible teaching, you know what I'm saying? Because um, that's something to me you can't really argue with if you're a believer. Because so, you'll be arguing all day. You we, we'll we'll be pulling up all kinds of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And but well, you know what, nigga, we'll be, <laughs> you know. So down the rabbit hole. When he was yeah. four, um, he peed on the people' grass. Um, question, question. Let me ask you guys this, because this has been controversial in church. Some people agree, some people don't. How do you feel about flashy pastors or pastors who exhibit wealth? Hmm. I don't mind. I, mean, I, I, I don't want my pastor, Paul. No. You praying and you, you ain't got nothing. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. But not if, if you're not giving back, and you know what I'm saying? It's almost like a, a person putting together a comedy show. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can put together a comedy show and and Nigga, I'm, I'm, and I got a whole team, and I'm just the only one eating. Any type of group, and you're just the only one eating. It's like, all right, nigga, we, you, you got, we walking, and you got Bentleys, and you know what I'm saying? It's just that, that from that aspect. But I don't mind. I don't mind. You know what I'm saying? I what mean, you, you, you can't be up on a pulpit with holes in your shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so. I mean, I want my pastor to have nice things. I mean, especially if he's pouring out to his congregation, he yeah. giving back. Um, you know, some churches they got programs where they giving people cars and getting them housing. Would you, you say know? Triumph? They did give out them. Yeah. They do give out cars. Hey, they give out laptops to the kids. So, hey, Kenlock should be sharp. He did drive a nice car. He's a leader. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, when it comes to mismanaging the funds, though, the, the church roof yeah. falling down the street, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or, 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 or that falling off, you ain't yeah. or no a church you've been building for fifteen years on uh, eight miles uh, is still being built. I'm trying to be a little off, but since you no, no, let's let's call it out. Come on now, yeah, we we want to see the doors open to that. 
Yeah, y'all, y'all got that money, all them albums y'all made. Come on, open up your church. <laughs> the question is, the, the blight, the blight is real. The blight is real, and I think it has been an eyesore, and it's not a good look to be on with our building. Um, a buddy of mine's named Hershey texts me his church called uh, New Glow Baptist Church. Any, anybody ever heard of that? Uh, 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 what's New Glow Baptist? What, what are they doing over there? Uh, well, uh, you know, I, I can show you the picture. Tell uh, me what they're doing over there. Oh, okay. Oh, That's the church in Atlanta where they say come as you are. And everybody got their boobies out. Ah, I mean, I think that that goes back to like you were saying about come as you are. Because I think that that's the distinction for me between come as you are, okay? New glow, and, and you got to go follow us, Retire Hood Red Mornings on Instagram. We're going to get these pictures from her, and we're going to post them. So you can comment and let us know. Is this what come as you are me? Because I can see somebody coming in with street clothes, but not scantily clad. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Because that might have been the only clothes, but you better put another T-shirt or a jacket on or something. Yeah. It's not cool to have your, your titties out in church. I'm, I'm, especially around men, and you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, what I mean, I, I ain't distracting to, the pastor. I ain't trying to, got the yeah, I ain't trying to concentrate on that. You know, so I'm trying to stay focused. So, you know, I'm a human. You know what I mean? Unless she's weak. For real. <laughs> Let me. Okay, so you, so you don't mind, even though if the pastor is to be more like Jesus, if this is a Jesus-based church. Jesus gave all of his belongings to others and walked around very poor and meager. So you have people on both ends of the spectrum. You have some people that say, no, think about monks. Monks are a religious institution. They give everything. They sacrifice everything for God. Okay. All right. You say God made deodorant for a reason. That ain't what we was trying to do. Nom, uh, so, <laughs> taking it back, okay, Detroit is one of the places where we have, like, a lot of mega pastors, and at one point in time, we had a show called Preachers of Detroit. Yeah, yeah. They had Preachers of Atlanta, they had other ones, um, but I only bring this up because one of the most popular pastors on there was Bishop Charles Ellis, and on the show, his dog had a pair of Prada glasses on. Some people had a conflict of interest about the opening of the show with him showing such a lavish lifestyle and having his church on Seven Mile in an area that needs a lot of assistance. They give away a lot of things, bikes and things like that. But do you feel that certain things can be too excessive for a pastor or preacher? Prada glasses on the dog, yes. I mean, (laughs) I'm talking about the dog. The dog, on, the dog had on product glasses. The dog yeah. had on the glass. Okay, yeah. yeah. Not a person. I, because, the dog. because now you just like, you know, maybe you might be going a little too. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they was doing that just for TV or what, whatever the purpose. I really don't got too much bad to say about Bishop. <laughs> no, no, I don't know him. And this is not. He bought like a hundred tickets to my show. Hold on, hold on. And you know once again, so you great guy. Once again, once again, this is brother. what I want to say. Anything that we're talking about is not a diss to anyone. So we want to make that clear at Retired Hood Rap Podcast. Um, (laughs) I've been to that church. I enjoyed it. I just brought that up because that was a big thing. And I know the show stopped, but people, this is my job to bring up with the controversy about people who felt very controversial about the dog wearing some expensive glasses. And he touched Ariana Grande titty at the uh, Aretha Franklin funeral. Y'all seen that? He did not touch Ariana Grande. But if you're talking about somebody who was scantily clad at that church, Ariana, 
You know you needed two more oh, inches yeah. on that nah, skirt. Shit. Yeah, nah, 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 I'm saying, yeah. I don't know where she thought she was going, but Detroit. She, like, no, but just not the right. church. <laughs> she was like, I thought this boy was at the amphitheater. <laughs> yeah, but it was a big thing about that. He didn't mean to do it, but he hugged her. He he did tap it a little bit, but she had that dress on. Like, like, he got, she did tap a little bit. A, a little, a little bit. A little, I know she's a small girl. That wasn't a tap. You did a little massage hand thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, oh shit. <laughs> uh, hey, he he made all. It was look. He said that. He thought her name was something at Taco Bell, too. Y'all remember that? That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. He said, he said Bell Grindy. That was funny. Ellis, come see us for some for yeah. some comedy. And then we can, we can tell a joke about them fighters. Where they at now? Like, no. No. Because for real, because they couldn't. The thing about it is, and that's another reason why I think that I'm just bringing that up. Because perception is a lot. Because they could have been your glasses and you just threw them on the dog to be funny. You know what I mean? Saying, so it's a lot it's of different things. The intro of the show, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of people did feel a way about that. Um, so and, and a lot of people feel a way about their Everything. pastor um exhibiting certain levels of wealth. Um, but I do agree if you are a person of God, that's just like faith with works. I believe that you should be rewarded for your acts, and I believe that God will bless you even sometimes when you don't want to be blessed. Yeah, um so if you could take anything away about church, your stance on church, what would that be, Keisha? Um, well, like I said, I'm looking for a new church home. Ellis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, may, may, that might be the church for me. Keisha L. Maybe, Grande. Maybe. Right. <laughs> I mean, my dog's not getting up. Well, my dog is blind and one eye. He's not getting glasses, though. That, you got contacts for your know. dog. Uh, you dog. Might, yeah, yeah, might get a little contact for him. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to pick the right church this time. And um, I'm older now. Yeah. But the last time I was really involved in church was probably like 15 years ago. So I was in my 20s. You know, so this time I'm going to really, really, really pay attention to the standards of the church and make sure I'm going somewhere where they love on people. Yeah. Um, where they really get into the word word. And when I was growing up, we did have deliverance services. It's some demons out here in these streets. They yeah. need to start casting out demons and listen, like you old, say you old, said we need to be Catholic doing some exorcisms. They, they used to coach it. <laughs> we need to start pulling like having people fall out again and put the little red <laughs> bag. Yeah. Somebody Somebody just asked. <laughs> I was <laughs> <laughs> just talking about church. this. What do you do when, and this is, this is just a thought, I don't want y'all, y'all ain't got to answer this. Somebody just was asking this, what do you do when the pastor touch your head and wants you to fall, but you don't want to? Jay Will got a joke like that. Well, they, they will, no, it might have been somebody, I think it was Ron Taylor, shout out to Ron Taylor, Mike Bonner, down at the Detroit House of Comedy, where you can see me February 1st. And every first Wednesday, it was one of no. He got a Jay Will got a joke about. He said uh, he was in line. You know what? You know what? I'm lying. That was shameless laughter on two. We yeah. go catch Mike, Larry, Michael <laughs> McDaniel, Jay Will. I watched that this Saturday, yeah. and that's what he was talking about. Yeah. So, look, look, because did you see Mike trying to be salacious and catch me? Accusing somebody else of <laughs> Who said that? You said you said such and such said that because Jay Will. No, no, no. That is Jay Will joke. You trying to put it where it's supposed to be. At. Go watch Shameless Laughter on Tubi if you need a good joke. And don't forget to go look at my new music video, Scoochie on the Coochie. 
and download my audio album, T-Barb, live at the Independent. 52 minutes of comedy, title, Google Play, Spotify, all of that. Mike, thoughts on church? What can you leave us with about church? Um, just find a white church. Find a church that they choose, that you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? I tie. You know what I'm saying? That I don't mind tie. You know what I mean? Some people like, man, I don't know the pastor. I don't care about what my pastor do. You know what I'm saying? I give offerings. I, I bless him. You know what I mean? Because he blessed me. You know, so you can't you can't grow nothing if you don't plant nothing. I plant seeds. I call them seeds. I plant the seeds, man. And I ain't. I'm talking about man. I don't want it for nothing for the most part. You know what I'm saying? God just continue to bless me. You know, I, I just did a show, man. Testimony. I just did a show. I think I told you, T Bar, mm-hmm. um, for this pastor in Flint, right? And um, the guy was telling me to charge him only five hundred. You know. I'm like, Dude asked me my cash out after you know I went up and all they asked my cash out and gave me a thousand dollars, right? Then his wife was like, um, yeah, Mike, um, I want to bless you too. She gave me another thousand, two thousand off of the five hundred. But I plant seeds, man. When you plant seeds, harvest season will be coming, you know. I don't worry about you know what, what they know and what it because I trust my church. This is the church I go to, this is what I you know what I'm saying. And so just find some place that you're comfortable with. Find a place that you can grow that, that challenges you. You know what I mean? Challenges you in your growth, you know, and supports you. Like, like you know, my church support me. Every show I do, they didn't want at least a hundred of them. Back, you know what I'm saying? At least a hundred. You know, my pastor like, make sure y'all go out in the lobby and buy a ticket from Mike. You know, he got a show that he's doing. He's doing his own. Like, you know what I'm saying? That kind of guy. So. You'll be mad. I'm about to come to your church. Mike. We about to break <laughs> up the sales. Hey, it ain't no we about more comedians. Ain't, ain't no more comedians allowed in my church. <laughs> Where the church at, Mike? Go ahead, give them some free promo. Yeah, no, the, the, the church is on uh, Ultra World in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. So, <laughs> <laughs> they got so, Ultra I got a homie that live in Atlanta. She's from Detroit named Hershey. So make sure I call her. <laughs> you guys, you rightly to it. There you go. Now, what's that other church he talking about? They don't go to the other church. And the thing about that, too, shout out to Mike Leary because you actually got another comedian saved. Nico, shout out to my oh, yeah, nephew yeah. Nico at Nico. your church. You took him and he was in that wall. The boy, the boy got in the water. The boy, the boy was dancing this Sunday when he was playing. It was playing, you know, doing the church singing. He was doing all this. You know what I'm saying? But it's how you, however you get down, you know what I'm saying? To be you. B a U. Oh my God. Um, the church. Let me tell you something. Whether you agree with religion, whether you agree with churches or not, I think that it's an institution that we have to keep in our community. I think that that is something that has held black people down from the beginning. But I think the approach needs to change. I think the way that we look at things, we need to, the church has to adjust to meet the people where they are. Okay, we can't keep expecting people to always jump to those high standards, especially in today's world where we have immediate access to everything and um, evil is more prevalent than others. But if you think about it in the history of the world, we try and make it seem like only right now is evil. It's been like that. 1500, 14. I mean, they were slaughtering people for no reason. So we have to realize that that's the basis of human existence. And we need to bring out the best in it. Oh, we love the retired rec podcast. It's always over so soon. Mike Larry, where can they find you? What you got coming up? I bro? don't tell them too, man. Be the light, man. Be the light. Like you're supposed to be the light of the world. You know, the devil probably he got like a little map. 
all these lights. He's looking at the lights. He's trying to flick every light off. You know what I'm saying? Be the light. But uh, you can find me, man. Um, I'll be on tour with Kevin Hart uh, next month. And so we gonna got like twelve cities. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm just speaking if exist, you know. Uh, now nah, I'm playing, but yeah, man, I got I got a, a weekly spot coming, man. I give you more information on that. I got a comedy class that I teach. They graduate in January 19th, so at the Crossford Center on Livernois in Six Mile, man. And then um, yeah, we 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 I'm in North Carolina for the weekend and two weeks. Um, yeah, what's up, man? That's what I'm talking about, Keish. We know you got that comedy club going on. Tell them what, yes. what, what all you have coming up. And and remind them again, if you're in the Metro Detroit area, black-owned, female-owned, small business-owned. Come on, can I get a thumb? <laughs> Look, there you go. Thank you. Uh, comedy club coming to Metro Detroit area. What all you got going on, Keish? How can they stay in touch with you? Okay, y'all can stay in touch with me. Um... On Instagram, follow me at Laugh A Lot Keys. I will be posting uh, dates for our soft opening. Um, look for Detroit is funny as fuck. It's a comedy show. It's a comedy special with me and um, a few other Detroit comedians coming to Tubi next month. We just had a premiere at the Bel Air. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, I work with the Dallas Production soon. Uh, Poetic Foreplay is coming up. Everybody that follows comedy oh, yeah, poetry community. Yeah. Um, in the city, you know, that's one of the biggest events I always work on uh, each and every year. So y'all can go to my Instagram and get the um, information for that. And I'm out here. And I'm out here. Why ain't getting my name, T-Bar? Go ahead, give me a name. It's Comedian Mike Larry. Comedian M-I-C-L-A-R-Y. I got something called Mike's World. So I've been doing the 90-Day Vegan Challenge. Started yesterday. So we're going to do it. Anybody want to jump aboard, come follow it. I'm going to do it too. 90 days. The Raw Vegan. Raw Vegan. All fruits, vegetables, you know what I'm saying? And but, but man, I'm telling you about this summer, and then I'm, I'm running Bell Isle on my birthday in September, so that's my goal. That's something. Don't forget to make sure you tune in next week where we talk about mental health matters. Mental health matters. We have the life coach Haley V, as well as Jackie Fluellen, licensed mental health therapist, and we're going to come on and talk about. How can we get our mental health together in today's age of fast pace? What can we do to slow it down and care for ourselves? Don't forget, self-care is important. And for all my retired hood rats, we know that relapse is a part of recovery. So if you ever fall off the wagon, you can get back on and live your best life. It's comedian T. Bart. Make sure you follow me on all platforms. I am T. Bart on Instagram. Comedian T Bart on Facebook and TikTok. And make sure you like and subscribe and share this with a friend. Until next time, Detroit is different. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> I'm out, Mitch. <laughs>